Welcome to Wolfpack Career Chats from NC State University's Career Development Center, the only podcast dedicated to providing NC State students with current, relevant, and thought-provoking ideas that will challenge you to think about your future. Whether you want to know more about what hiring managers are really thinking, or you just need to hear an honest and encouraging story about overcoming obstacles to reach your goals, we've got you covered. Wolfpack Career Chats is just one of the many services we provide. Whether it's career fairs, on-campus interviews, co-op opportunities, or more, we are here for the pack. Hi, this is Marcy Bullock with Wolfpack Career Chats, and today from the West Coast, we have Eric Rossage. Welcome, Eric. Hi, how's it going? It's going great. I'm so happy you can spend some time on our podcast today. I know you didn't actually attend NC State, but apparently you can vicariously be a Wolfpack. I can. My brother went to NC State, so kind of, kind of Wolfpack. That's awesome. Uh, it sounds like you might have a little house divided being a UNC grad, uh, but we, we love everybody that's out there um, on the field and off, and we know sports is a huge part of your life, and the reason why I invited you on is because I think you have such a fun story, and it's almost like every childhood dream, um, someone that loves a sport like you and I love soccer, to be able to somehow make a career where you're getting paid to do what you love, and so we'd love to hear you just tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah. So, um, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, 100%. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I am originally from North Carolina, um, was born in Winston Salem, grew up in the Concord area near Charlotte, and then went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Uh, soccer, yeah, has been my whole life. I did not enter college knowing what I wanted to do, just knew that I loved that sport more than anything in the world. Um, and I attended the University of North Carolina and played club soccer there um, as opposed to going somewhere to play varsity. And uh, I have no regrets. I loved the competitiveness of it. I loved the uh, flexibility of it. I loved the ability to eventually um, be in a leadership role in it. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I still have relationships from it and um yeah, as I get into my story, you'll see how it kind of unfolded into the career that I have now. That's amazing. Um, and I, I think like when you were reflecting on the leadership roles you have, we're kindred spirits in that way. I was captain of my soccer team at UC San Diego. And I even tell my students that, I mean, the job I have today, even though it's not on a soccer field, literally with grass on a pitch, I'm doing everything that my nudges told me I should be doing, which is inspire people to overcome obstacles and be competitive and reach a goal. And I know you said when you were in college, you had no idea what you wanted to do. So how did you make your dream come true? Yeah, so um, I uh, entered the University of North Carolina. Um, again, not, what, not knowing what I wanted to do, but my brother was actually there and he was studying sport management. So, um, you know, my brother and I have always been close and we have a lot of the same interests. And so I kind of, kind of followed a little bit and, um, was like, Hey, like I, you know, he, he's really enjoying his studies. So I think I'll kind of jump in there, even though I don't know what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I always go back to this one specific point, cause this is kind of, um, where my whole kind of just, not just career in sports, but just kind of career, 
um, started and, and my outlook on life, but um, I was a freshman and I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I reached out to the president of the sports business club. Um, I did not know him. I had never met him before. I'd never seen him before. And I kind of just reached out, uh, cold reached out on email and he agreed to have coffee with me. And we sat down and I asked him all about the industry, about potential careers, about his studies, about he, what he was interested in, what he's seen. I mean, at the time, I think he was a junior or senior. So he had, you know, kind of been through the college ranks at that point. And, um, you know, he, he suggested some opportunities that I could get involved in and, and connected me with some professors in the department. And um, I ended up reaching out to one of those professors um, and talked about an internship. And that's when I ended up getting a marketing and kind of this video graphics, jack of all trades internship um, with one of these professors. And that's kind of where I kicked off my career in digital media, if you will. So it was kind of this you know, curiosity that, um, and, and, and risk-taking mentality that I, I took. And I, you know, I've taken that with every step in my career journey. Um, you know, not being afraid to, to reach out and, and, and make connections and ask questions. I mean, asking questions is just so, so important. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I started. And I don't know when you, when you're talking about asking questions, I think some people get intimidated about that because, you know, I teach a career exploration course here and I actually require my students to do what I call an informational interview, which is just exactly what you said, just sitting down, having a cup of coffee with another human and getting their advice and asking for guidance. So how did you overcome maybe some fear of having these conversations or gaining confidence to speak with people? Yeah. Um, so we talk a lot and I'm actually currently in a master's program at the university of Washington in Seattle. Um, and we talk a lot about imposter syndrome and I, it, for those of you who are not familiar with that, it's, you know, um, thinking that you don't belong where you are or that you are not good enough or you don't have enough skills or you don't have the experience to be where you currently are or to do what you want to do. And, um, I think it's, a lot of it's confidence really, right? And it's value, valuing yourself. Um, you know, if, if, if you don't value yourself, no one, you, you can't expect anyone to value you. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of what I've taken going into any conversation, whether it's, you know, you're asking a question to a, a potential employer or, you know, you're asking for a raise or you just wanna, you know, speak with leadership on a very important issue that, um, you know, you want to want to address, I think going into it with confidence is just, um, yeah, the, the most important aspect of a conversation. And I think what you just said about the imposter syndrome is really important. And I want to jump off on that for a minute to explore. That is a I think overall feeling that I hear from so many students is that they're their worst critics and they're constantly comparing themselves to all of their peers because of course college is just this time where you're being judged and you're being graded and you're being ranked. And it really, I think, weighs heavy on people because they start 
playing records in their own mind that they're not good enough and that they're not worthy. And a lot of times those just aren't facts. And it's, um, it's more like popping a thought bubble when you observe yourself thinking it and reminding yourself how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, you have to believe in what you're doing. Um, you know, it's particularly in the, the age of social media, like you're saying, you know, um, kids these days are, are comparing themselves like no other. And I mean, our, our society just breeds that, unfortunately. And with social media these days, it's so, so easy to just compare yourself to every, you know, single person and being out there um, because, you know, we're so exposed. Exactly. Um, it's and, yeah. and it's constant. And so when you even took this first step to reach out to this, um, this mentor who then gave you this opportunity, a faculty member, that um, that's fearful, you might get rejected. But it's better than just not putting yourself out there. Is there any kind of strategy that you would recommend to someone who is hard on themselves feeling that imposter syndrome to believe and have the confidence that you needed to take that step? Um, yeah, I, I, I would say uh, always follow your curiosity. I think curiosity is, is just so, so important um, in, in, in every aspect of life because, um, you know, I truly believe that no one's destined to do one thing. Uh, I, I, I truly believe in this. Um, I don't, I don't know if you've heard the term, but multi-potentialite, um, and the, uh, you know, the fact that you can, you can have a whole life where you do a lot of different things. You, you, you accomplish a lot of, um, different things. You, you, you can pursue multiple careers and that's perfectly okay. That's sometimes even better. Um, but you know, people, people don't get where they are by just clicking a button or just by knowing someone or, um, you know, uh, accomplishing one thing, uh, you know, they, they had to, you know, go through failure. I mean, Michael Jordan obviously has, um, you know, a lot of, uh, famous quotes. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to butcher him. Um, I think, I think one of them that's popping in my head and I don't know if this was Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan was like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, you know what? I, I think Michael Jordan's was, um, uh, that he m missed X number of shots. He lost X number of games. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's only successful because he failed so much. Yeah. And, uh, that is, that's like one of the biggest things I, I oftentimes I'll think of it as the F bomb and I'm thinking <laughs> of fail that's the F-bomb for a lot of people or fear of failing. And I love this notion that you just hit on about curiosity because a lot of times there's so much pressure to be like, what is my purpose? My one thing that I can do forever. Whereas like when you're on a walk with your dog, what are you wondering about? And that can kind of lead you on a path and it doesn't have to be an overwhelming thing that is the only thing. It's a lot of possible things. So let's go back to your story about how the sports was maybe one of those things you were curious about. And it's a super competitive industry that you overcame the odds and have been successful in. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I always take with me too. Uh, I, I, I'll probably drop a lot of isms during this podcast, but uh, yeah. 
you know, I, I appreciate them when they, when really, really uh, compelling ones come along. And I, I remember um, being in class, one of my first classes um, in the, the sport administration department. And one of our professors, I believe it was Deborah Stroman, um, you know, a lot of people have this uh, idea of networking and, oh man, it's just all about who you know. Well, you know, she put it in great terms that it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you and on a favorable basis. Um, and, you know, cause anyone can go up and shake a hand. I mean, that is like, you know, that is, is a really simple task, right? I mean, it takes, it takes no energy thought. Um, but you know, can you, can you genuinely connect with someone? Can you, um, you know, show that you have passion, that you have desire, that you, um, you know, that you genuinely care about more than, um, more, more than something, uh, or believe in something bigger than yourself, should I say. And, um, yeah. And, and those people remember things, you know, people remember genuine character. And I think that is just, that's the, probably the, the, the most important ism I've ever taken away. Um, particularly in the sports world, when you talk about how networking is, is, is so crucial. And, and it's who remembers you and that, that authenticness that you just talked about being super genuine. Well, take us back to the transition from student to professional, your first job and what that was like. And were there any fears that you had that maybe didn't materialize? Yeah. So um, I actually, I think I'll probably jump ahead to, I, I got um, an internship. My first internship was technically with one of our professors um, within my department. Um, and that kind of um, piqued my interest in the digital media world. But my first true job was actually um, with soccer.com. And I think that's um, probably one I like to talk about most just because of my journey within the um, uh within the company because I started off um, as a social media intern. I stumbled upon this internship and, um, you know, I had been doing some work in social media and digital media and I applied and ended up getting it. And um, it was great. I mean, uh, I learned so much so quickly. Uh, but I think like the, the thing I learned most was, again, you know, bring, bring, bringing it back to curiosity. I, you know, was in the social media game, but man, I, I was really interested in, in writing about soccer and, and creating content and learning about what else the business does, you know, what, what else compels consumers and, 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 and soccer fans. Um, and so I was able to, you know, through my curiosity, again, like through asking, hey, can I help on this project? Hey, you know, could I, could I also do this? Um, I was able to kind of turn my social media internship into this content production role that I then carried on throughout the rest of my career uh, at Carolina. And um, I got, I got to, you know, travel the world. I, I got to go to Paris and Berlin and um, yeah, it kind of, I just, it just op opened a lot of doors because I, I started to ask questions and I was just curious. Um, yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I landed in the digital media, video production, um, content production world. And this whole idea of really taking that initiative and and asking the right question, I think probably gave your bosses a feel for the fact that there was something unique about you because you proved yourself in that internship. And then what did that lead to? 
Yeah. So that led to, um, uh, are you talking about soccer.com in general? Sorry. That, yeah. Whole- well, I'm just thinking more or, in terms of like the next role after the internship, like a full-time mm-hmm. job that you had out of college. Yeah. So um, I kind of worked part-time with soccer.com for the rest of my career at Carolina, which was amazing because, um, you know, I, I like to stay busy. Um, so I was, you know, uh, president of the club team, um, you know, working at soccer.com, also trying to be a student, um, you know, so it was, it was, uh, it was a busy time. Uh, but yeah, through, um, relationships that I built at soccer.com, I was able to get a freelance, um, opportunity over in Portland, Oregon, working for the ECNL elite clubs, national league, which is kind of the elite, uh, youth women's league, um, in the U S and, uh, I was able to go out there and help them out. And, um, you know, the relationships that I built there and the, and the, and the, you know, content that I delivered, they were really pleased with. And that relationship actually, um, later led to the opportunity with Atlanta United, um, directly out of undergrad. Uh, this is a major league soccer team down in Atlanta. And that was actually where I worked for the past three years before moving to Seattle, Washington. And so you, you got, like I said, that dream job working for a professional sports team that, you know, you probably thought about when you were a kid and now here you are, you've done all the hard work and you've built the relationships. And, and it sounds like the, the relationship building is a big part of your success. Would you have any tips for people about that? Because I think sometimes people are like, network, go to this event, (laughs) shake hands, get a business card, connect on LinkedIn. But that's different than really nurturing a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I I think like when I give any advice to anyone um, about kind of working in the professional world or just coming out of college or, you know, trying to get an internship or whatever it might be. Um, I think I, I boil it down to um, kind of two things. Um, Can you communicate and can you perform? And I think those translate into really strong relationships. Um, And by communicate, I mean, you know, can you respectfully have a dialogue with someone? Can you, constructively provide and receive feedback. That was a really big thing for me um, because I've always been a stubborn person. I I think I get it from my dad, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, you know, it's, it's really, really important to um, be able to receive feedback, you know, listening and, and um, listening to feedback on your stuff, but also um, just listening to other people's ideas is, um, you know, people just want to be heard. Um, And, you know, if you can genuinely engage with someone, people remember that. Um, you know, people can see through that. When I think we talked about it earlier, authenticity. I mean, it's just, it's so, so crucial to a relationship. And I think what you just said about listening is, is something that is overlooked because oftentimes in a conversation, someone might be thinking about the impression they want to make or what they're going to say next versus really looking at a person and making them feel like they are the only person in the room. And that is, I think, a magical moment when that kind of caring occurs. And I think with your situation that did that come naturally for you or did you have to work at it? Um, 
I think relationships, uh, I was, I was fortunate to, to, to be raised by two wonderful parents. Um, they are uh, two of the kindest people that I've, um, ever known. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, they've always just taught us that, you know, you, you don't have to be everyone's best friend. You, you can't be everyone's best friend. You know, there's, there's no way, but you can be kind to everybody and treat everybody with respect. Um, and so that, that, that part actually came really easy to me. Um, but I guess if, if you're asking for recommendations, you know, if, if, if people are, you know, trying to connect with a potential employer or connecting with someone in the industry or, or just wanting to, uh, you know, learn about someone, I, I would definitely just, you know, push to ask questions about them and what they do. Um, you know, don't, don't make it about yourself, right? I think, um, again, you know, people just want to be heard and people see through that if, if you know, you're just trying to, um, you know, have a personal gain out of something. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with having a, a genuine conversation about, again, being curious, asking questions about what you potentially would want to do. Or, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had a conversation with someone where, you know, I, I was talking to them about, I don't know, maybe digital media, but then it turned into, you know, we're talking about our, our grandparents and how they lived in the same area or, you know, how we have a similar relationship with them. And then we start, you know, you, you snowball off into these um, I don't know. You, you just, you just share this human experience with someone and that's what people remember. Um, and that's how you, that's how you build relationships. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so important just to get at the, the human part of a person and seeing what commonalities you are, you have with them and the listening piece. I think this was one of the tips I remember from my mom was you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And I think most of us like to talk more than we like to listen. So that, that relationship building piece seems to have taken you far. So you did your three years in the Atlanta United and then you decided to go to grad school. And what was that decision all about and what kind of goals do you have? Yeah. So um, I think anyone in the sports world who has worked in the sports world can tell you that it's uh, it's fast paced. Um, it's, it can, it can be brutal. It can be really fun, but it can be really brutal because um, you know, it's, it's a lot. And, and major league soccer season specifically is, is very long. Um, it's year round. So even in the off season, the very short off season that there is, um, the front office doesn't sleep. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I learned so much from that experience. Um, you know, I, I, I could go into so much of, uh, so, so many things I learned down there, um, and how I grew, but, um, I ultimately got to a point, um, where, I wasn't learning that much anymore. Um, mm. I, uh, you know, was, I was waking up and I wasn't, I could, I could realize that I wasn't as excited to, to get to the office every morning. Um, and uh, I, I, I'd find myself venting and complaining about certain frustrations. And I, I just, I, I reached a point where I was like, you know, I recognized that that wasn't myself. You know, I, I've always been a pretty optimistic, positive person. And um, yeah, I just, I reached a point where I was like, you know, this isn't, this isn't me. This isn't um, where I want to be. And uh, I need something more. I need a new challenge. And, um, you know, sure. You know, sometimes opportunities come along. They do, um, you know, by, by, by luck sometimes, but, you know, for you to really find your next challenge um, and to, to, to pursue your next opportunity, you, you have to go out and get it. So, um, you know, I was, 
I applied to a lot of jobs out here. I, I kind of knew I wanted to come to the Pacific Northwest at some point. It's really beautiful. I've been up here um, many times for work and to visit my cousin. And so, I, yeah, I started applying to jobs and, um, you know, I, I, I never knew I wanted to come back to school, but uh, I stumbled upon, upon this program and, you know, it was everything that I had kind of been doing, you know, a lot of content strategy, a lot of storytelling, a lot of production, a lot of, you know, just, again, trying to, um, you know, connect with the human experience and how, how can you influence uh, human behavior and, and, and connect with someone and elicit emotion. And uh, yeah, and I found this program and applied and ended up getting in and I knew it was, I knew it was my next step. I kind of felt it in my heart. And that fact that you weren't learning anymore is, is a hand on your own pulse, just going, wait a minute, life should be more than this. And listening to that nudge that kind of moved you in the direction of going on for more school. Um, I love this idea of eliciting a human emotion. That sounds so interesting. I can't wait to see what you end up doing. So what, what is your goal for after you get out of grad school? Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure at the moment, um, but I have actually been thinking a lot about it lately. Um, you know, I've, after working in, um, in the sports world for a bit and, and just working in digital media in general, I've, I've really, um, and it's forced me to kind of reflect on my whole life. And I've always just been so fascinated by visuals um, and how, again, how visuals can elicit emotion, how, how they can connect with someone, how they can be visceral, right? How, like how you can make someone have an adrenaline rush, right? By putting together a 10 second video at it. I mean, it's, it's fascinating mm -hmm. um, how you can make someone, you know, feel nostalgia. That's, um, it's really powerful. And when you look at, um, when you look at different uh, initiatives and um, different marketing campaigns um, and NGOs and, you know, there's a lot of really important um, activists out there that are, are, are trying to, to, to make movements happen. And um, in order for that to happen, you, you know, you have to connect to people. You gotta, you gotta um, again, uh, you know, you gotta elicit emotion. You have to find common ground. And in order to do that, you gotta uh, tell a story. And so I, I ultimately, um, I think I wanna be a producer. Um, I think, mm -hmm. you know, it's really important on sets and um, really anything in life to be able to have a, uh, have someone to, to bridge the communication gap between, um, you know, maybe it, it's, uh, you know, the director uh, for me, it'd be like between the director's vision and uh, everyone on set that's working with the technical equipment. How can, how can we bridge the gap? How can we make all this, um, all the equipment that we have available to us? How can we produce a visual, that will match up and line up with this director's vision. And um, yeah, that's kind of, I think, where I wanna be because I, I, I love dealing with people, I love collaborating. And again, I, I love the power of, of visuals and story. That sounds like you have a great direction ahead. And so as we wrap up, we really appreciate you telling us your story today. And we're gonna end with the advice that you would give to your current self in the year 2040. So 20 years from now, you are talking to Eric today. What would you say to him? Oh, that is, <laughs> that is a tough question. And that I would say never lose sight of what's important. I think it's, it's, it's really easy for 
people who are passionate, people who are ambitious, people who care about what they do. It's really easy to, to get lost in the weeds. And at the end of the day, um, you know, what's most important are, are, are the people in your life um, and the people that you love. And never losing sight of that is really important, particularly when life, life gets so busy. What a wonderful way to wrap up. Thank you so much for spending time with us today and good luck in the future. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Marcy. Hopefully I didn't talk too much. (laughs) You did great. Bye. (laughs) Take care, Marcy. The NC State Career Development Center prepares and empowers students to identify and pursue their career goals. Stop by Pullen Hall to learn more. Thank you for listening to Wolfpack Career Chats, and we hope to see you around campus. Have a packtacular day.